The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to episode 44. Um, I haven't been uh, on the, the podcast that much over the last uh, week or so, so apologies for that. Uh, you know, had a bit of downtime at Christmas, but now we are back with a bang. And uh, we have lots coming this year, lots of great podcasts coming up and fantastic interviews uh, for you guys to, to look forward to. I hope you managed to have a good break, you know, despite the obvious uh, issues that everyone was facing this year. And Christmas is not always the easiest time, particularly if you're struggling with uh, anxiety and uh, other kind of issues surrounding mental health. Um, so anyway, if you have been struggling and you would like to to get in touch, you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you will find uh, lots of resources, my blog and my free mini course for OCD and anxiety. If you want to get access to that, all you need to do is to enter your email and uh, you can get access to that course. So, on with today's show. Today, I interview a man that some people describe as the human anxiety torpedo, <laughs> otherwise known as Dag Flatchett. Dag is a specialist in hunting down anxiety and destroying it wherever he finds it. But when he's not doing that, he's also a lecturer for the uh, Geneva Business School um, at their Barcelona campus. Dag is an entrepreneur and an investor. He started his first company called uh, ComputerDoc at the age of 21. ComputerDoc still exists today and has performed more than 60,000 technical support interventions at more than 20,000 homes and businesses throughout the years. Other projects have involved, amongst other ideas, crowdsource fast food and a marketplace for online community managers. Flatshirt Holdings is a fund run by Dag which helps entrepreneurs bring their ideas to market and to scale their businesses. Uh, projects of Flatshirt Holding include uh, Codeface, where Dag is currently Chief Growth Officer. Uh, Codeface uh, builds um, SAAS solutions with a focus on cybersecurity and privacy protection. Now, I could go on and on because uh, Dag's, Dag's CV is actually really quite impressive. He's, he's done a lot of his time. He has an MBA. Um, he's currently working towards uh, a doctorate and um, he's someone who, uh, you know, he, he's obviously an entrepreneur and he has uh, a lot of experience in, in this area and has struggled himself at times with anxiety through, through this process. So I really wanted to get him onto the, the show to discuss how you can really deal with that, um, that anxiety when you are struggling as an entrepreneur because, you know, it can be a very lonely uh, place when you're working uh, for yourself. You know, you don't necessarily have a team that you can turn to. It can be, you know, really hard at the top. Now, um, it's important to point out here that today's podcast is for everyone because the, the kind of things that Dag is going to be sharing are applicable to anybody who's struggling with anxiety. Obviously, specifically, we're looking at, you know, the entrepreneur world today. But 
his tips are coming from his own personal experience of dealing with anxiety. And we're looking at very specific things and um, how those different areas, you know, when you work on those things can really improve your life. So whether you are, you know, struggling at work, whether you're struggling, you know, in your studies or whether you're struggling as an entrepreneur, I really do think that you'll find uh, today's episode is really helpful and applicable to whatever problems you're struggling with, uh, with anxiety. Many thanks, guys. I hope you find it helpful. And if you have any questions, like always, do please let me know. Welcome to the podcast, Dag. It's good to have you on. Thank you. Happy to be here. So um, today we're going to be looking at uh, entrepreneurial anxiety. Um, you know, something that we haven't really covered in the show before. And uh, obviously, you know, yourself being an entrepreneur is something that you you've had to deal with. So can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what your background is related to to this subject, please? Okay. Uh, yes, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I've uh, started uh, several companies throughout the years, some of which were successful, some of which were not very much not successful, and um, I've run different companies for many years and came across a lot of um, difficult times, a lot of insecurities and and anxiety along the way. I, I guess. Um, Apart from that, I also teach at the Geneva Business School, where um, I teach topics on leadership and entrepreneurship, uh, not only from a technical perspective, but also from an experiential and a uh, soft skill perspective. Um, and I'm doing a doctorate degree on behavioral economics, where I explore the psychology of work engagement. Fantastic. So. Can you kind of tell us, because I think some people won't you know, know too much about this, what exactly is entrepreneurial anxiety? Obviously, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, I can, I can you know, understand a little bit, having started uh, my own business recently, that it's not always plain sailing. No, it, it can be quite a stressful uh, job to be in. And, uh, you know, maybe in a, in a normal workplace, you might have a lot of people that you can you can share um, responsibility with but when you're an entre entrepreneur everything falls on your head no yeah and i think uh, one of the uh, clues there is that um, as an entrepreneur you're basically inventing your own business you're inventing your own role and you're often very lonely in doing that because um, it, it's just you by yourself um, trying to create your position in the world and uh, per definition, if you're trying to do anything innovative, it has not necessarily been done before or not in that form. And therefore, um, it creates a lot of insecurity. A lot of people will tell you that it cannot be done like that, uh, that you shouldn't be trying to do that. And in some cases, they would be right, of course. Um, and this would also uh, trigger the kind of uh, imposter syndrome you often have when um, you lie awake at night and you think like can i really do this who, who am i kidding why why can i wh why do i pretend to be able to pull this off and to be able to do these things and then it can hit 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 you like a wave of insecurity and anxiety which is sometimes very hard to deal with because because you're there all alone uh, trying to invent yourself or invent your business and there's no not really anybody that gives you the playbook for it. Yes, sure, there are books out there that you can read about how to start your business, 
but your business is your business and specifically if you do something that's not um, n not very common and you try to be innovative then uh, yeah then you get you get into these uh, worrisome situations uh, I think the uh, Nassim Taleb the uh, um, economist from Lebanon said it uh, very nicely in his book The Black Swan that uh, to be an entrepreneur you have to be a little bit uh, delusional because you're taking a lot of risks and about 80% of the businesses that st are started fail within a few years um, so it's not a very rational thing to do maybe um, you need to be a little bit delusional you need to be willing to take risk you need to put yourself out there and that wears on you and sometimes there are days where you feel like you cannot cope um, but you don't really you can't really share that with anybody because you gotta you gotta keep the show going and you gotta keep up appearances of being in control and being confident yeah i think it's a it's a really interesting area and certainly um you know i've known dag for for many years now and um i was uh, obviously you had your your business Las Empas, and um, it didn't exactly go according to plan. Uh, but it was a very ambitious project, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure you learned a lot from from that whole experience. As challenging as it was, I'm sure it was a valuable learning experience. Um, and we were talking earlier about how you can deal with some of the stress that you have in these situations, where perhaps the business um, isn't quite going as well as you would like it to in in that particular moment and we you were discussing kind of five or six main things that you think could really help people who are struggling with with anxiety uh to do with their their businesses and the first one was to uh compartmentalize things can you tell us about that yeah um so when a problem manifests itself in front of you you have a tendency to focus on it and you probably should because you need to solve this problem in order to make your business survive or in order to get to the next level of your business um, and some problems take a long time some problems are hard to solve some problems you cannot solve it's easier when you can come to closure on solving or not solving a problem but when the problem is hanging above your head like the sort of Damocles then um, can easily take up a lot of your mental energy and it can cloud the rest of your mind and it can um, monopolize your feelings and get you into a, a negative spiral like that so th the way out of that I believe is to compartmentalize which means that uh, you don't allow certain problems to take up more mental space than they than they should so you have certain time frames in which you try to solve a problem but then when you're not in that time frame let's say it's weekend you're with your family or you're uh, doing something else then you try to put that aside and, and don't open that box keep keep it in that box this is of course easier said than done um, it sounds very easy on paper but of course when you're very much worried about that problem the box keeps on ending up on your desk over and over again but it's practice, I think. You you keep on practicing and you realize that very often these uh, dramatic events you probably can solve on Sunday anyway. Uh, and it's often on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening that you get most anxiety. So 
um, then it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to spend your whole Sunday worrying about that. If the moment you can solve it is eight o'clock in the morning when your business partners pick up their phones and, and you can talk to them. Yeah. So what I would do then is I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning. So you have two hours to prepare before that. So at eight o'clock, you're ready to tackle the problem. Yeah, and I think it's um, it's definitely true what you're saying with this, um, you know, with compartmentalize things. It's um, because at the end of the day, when you're really struggling with anxiety, rumination is a big a big part of the problem. And uh, I guess when when the anxiety is tied up with your with your job, with your your main source of income, then you know it's it would be very very easy to obsess about these worries you know all day long all over the weekend like you're saying or your family time or or whatever and so yeah I, I really see that that would be a useful um, thing to do I mean I talk a lot about how people can you know learn to kind of keep their their mind on the present moment to focus on the problems they can solve today and to plan to kind of solve other problems in the future but uh, ultimately if you spend you know too much time um, thinking about things that you you can't actually take action on in that moment you know it's it's not going to help you that much now and in, in actual fact it can actually just end up too much thinking causes more problems yes absolutely it's it's first of all it's not efficient because you're not doing it in the right moment in the right time where you can actually address the challenge and solve the problems and secondly because then it's also not efficient. You get into a negative spiral that you spend hours trying to deal with this situation and you can't deal with the situation and it's driving you mad and it just makes itself worse and worse. Yeah. Great. Um, now, the, the other area that you were mentioning as being really important uh, for you and what you found out uh, is about stoicism. How, how has that impacted on your, on your approach to, to things? Yeah, so... Uh, the analogy I like to uh, use to describe this is that if there's a if there is a storm on the horizon and the storm might be coming your way, um, naturally we're afraid of the storm and we hope the storm doesn't come to our house and doesn't destroy our house. But um, again, this whole worrying about the storm can create a dynamic on itself. So. The way to deal with the insecurity of the storm of the on the horizon is to mentally go to the storm, go through the storm and explore all the outcomes. What happens if the storm destroys your house? What do you have left? Um, how will it impact your life? And, and kind of make peace with that. Make peace with the fact that uh, you, your business may fail in the next six months or in the next three months. Make peace with the fact that somebody may sue you and you may not be able to uh, survive that. Um, make peace with the fact that you might get a stigma of failing as an entrepreneur, which is something a lot of people worry about a lot because as an entrepreneur, you don't, you don't get a lot of chances. Uh, especially, I was lucky that my first business went quite well and then a second one went quite badly. If it would have been the other way around, it, things are much more difficult because if your first business goes badly, then what credibility do you have as an entrepreneur towards others and towards yourself? Um, but yeah, the, the way to deal with that is um, uh, from the stoic perspective, which I think makes a lot of sense, is to uh, explore the worst case scenario and make peace with those outcomes. I mean, it's quite interesting because with uh, OCD, for example, 
people who are really struggling with OCD, like the best, some of the best treatment is to purposefully face whatever it is that they're they're scared of. And by by doing that and uh, relaxing into that experience and not kind of turning away from it or pushing it away or fighting with it, literally trying to seek out that thing that you're afraid of and go into it, explore it, you you tend to find out that actually it's not as bad as you as you thought. Um, yeah, and I think there you have a, a segue to to the next topic I wanted to bring up is. Uh, Try not to connect too much of your uh, self-worth or your self-image to whatever you are doing as an entrepreneur at any given time. Mm. Uh, how What you do is at least 50% or your success is at least 50% uh, chance and luck and circumstances. So don't congratulate yourself too much for your victories, but don't berate yourself too much for your losses. And that kind of connects with the, with the stoic... Um, ID that um, it's okay if you're if there is a loss or if you lose a battle or you you cannot overcome a certain obstacle as long as your sense of self-worth is not connected to you being a successful entrepreneur all the time you need to accept that you can fail and you can miss the ball sometimes and that does not have to create an, an identity crisis in you yeah, I think that's really good advice because, of course, whether you're dealing with entrepreneurial anxiety, with OCD or social anxiety or anything, you know, like there's going to be times where it overwhelms you, where you feel like you've taken a massive step backwards. But actually, if you've been working on these things for six months, you know, having a bit of a, a bad day or two isn't isn't a bad thing. You know, it's, it's just it's difficult and it comes up. It can feel like we've gone back to square one, but most of the time we haven't. You know, we've actually just gone through a tricky patch and you can push on from from that point. Um, with the kind of stoic perspective, do you have any any particular philosopher that you particularly like or any quotes that you think would be uh, interesting to share? Um, Put you on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of anything uh, right now. The... Um, I think the one thing I was quoting earlier is from uh, that popular uh, sunscreen uh, monologue that uh, whatever happens to you, your success or your failures, don't berate yourself too much or don't congratulate yourself too much because all your successes and your failures are in large part due to external factors which you did not control anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, so many people have good ideas, no? Mm -hmm. I ideas are, there's a million different good like good ideas out there, but for that idea to come to fruition? It's a question of timing, it's a question of, of luck as well. That doesn't mean we're um, strictly fatalistic. Of course, you're the master of your fate and you are the number one responsible of making your things uh, work out. Mm. However, uh, and we, we come again to this... Um, self-worth id the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs is that they think they identify with being an entrepreneur they identify with being a successful entrepreneur and that is the kind of dream they sold themselves and i know a lot of entrepreneurs that struggle because um they're doing okay their company is actually struggling more than they let believe 
underneath the hood there's all kinds of things breaking down and but you know they they keep the face of the of the leader of the company they keep the face of the the leader of the show and they don't really show all their concern and their anxiety in public mm. but i'm sure they are feeling this and i'm sure that they have these little breakdowns in private now a very yeah. important thing there i think is a support network uh, you need to have the people around you that can support you ideally not people from your company not your it cannot be your employees or you cannot be your business partners but these are people who you your friends your family people who you trust and you can talk to and they can um, help you with the emotional side of things because you cannot you cannot be emotional about your business to your employees uh, or to your team you cannot but you can to your friends and to your family of course a lot of entrepreneurs work very hard because they're stressed out about their business failing and they lose touch with their friends and their families and uh, their support network disappears which makes it all harder to deal with emotionally um, so um, one of the things I started doing uh, is to talk to random strangers sometimes uh, I would be sitting on a bench uh, let's say you're waiting for a train or for a bus or you're sitting in the park and there's something on your mind and it's nagging you you just tell a random stranger you tell a random stranger what's going on in your head and uh, you'll be surprised actually people are incredibly supportive when you do that because it's kind of the opposite of small talk everybody kind of hates small talk because it's so uh, meaningless but if you say something super meaningful to you to a random stranger I I bet you that they're gonna pay attention and I bet you that they'll they'll engage you in a conversation and try to understand and they're not gonna give you the answer to the problem but they're gonna let you uh, voice your concerns um, vo voice your problems and maybe process a little bit of the things in your head and also structure some of the problems better as you're trying to explain as you would do with a with a therapist as your clients probably do with you the fact that they get to offload what's going on and to try to understand it break it down structure it I don't know how you do your how you do your coaching sessions but I imagine that um, a lot of it is listening and helping people structure the problems and and understand what what is where and and help them solve their own problems rather than uh, have them solve yeah yeah i mean very much i mean i think that that gets down to the fact of the matter which is you know you are the expert on yourself you're the one who truly understands yourself and and you're right i think you know someone who is good at uh, helping you work through these kinds of uh, problems is someone who's putting up a mirror not someone who's necessarily you know telling you oh you should do this or you should do that it's like no like what what have you been doing like have your thoughts become unstructured are you have you lost your map a little bit you know like what is what are the issues and, and being able to to work out what the issues are and then try to come up with some clear clear goals and a plan to, to move things forward um, yeah the the enemy of clarity is anxiety let's say or the 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 emotional burden of stress and and feeling you cannot cope and it does 
it clouds your mind and it clouds your judgment. Mm. Uh, so to break things down and to put it into pieces and to try to explain it to somebody is very valuable. So I encourage all entrepreneurs, whether you're having a good year or a bad year, and let's hope we all have a good year in 2021, uh, whether you have a good year or a bad year, maintain your support network. Maintain the network, the, the circle of friends and family around you that you can trust that understand you and who you can open up to. And make sure you speak to as many random strangers <laughs> as possible. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ta taxi drivers are also very good at that. Taxi drivers are used to talk crap to people. <laughs> so I, I can get into a taxi and... and well, plus, it, it's so much better than saying, so, you've been busy tonight, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, good. And um, that kind of leads into to the next thing that we were going to discuss, which is, you know, the importance of, of not taking ourselves too seriously yeah absolutely i think it, it connects to the to the self-worth id uh but um as an entrepreneur being successful like i was in my first business it's very easy to become arrogant it's very easy to become uh what's the word i'm looking for um uh, self-inflated um agrandado as they would say in, in Spanish um, so yeah if, if you if you create this um, self-worth image where where you are the big shot guy then you're very vulnerable actually because uh, you're putting yourself on a pedestal and the pedestal is shaking and you can fall off however it's on the other hand you do want to have self-confidence and you do want to have self-worth but um they have to be somewhat more um spiritual and and maybe um less pragmatic than the um meritocratic capitalistic Wolf of Wall Street kind of winner role you would like yourself to be and you would like to believe that you are um, because that is a very very vulnerable uh, place to be in the more the bigger your pedestal the higher you can fall from yeah good so so basically trying to trying to keep a sense of humor about things as well no like so often I find with all mental health problems uh particularly with anxiety it's like if you can get together with some mates and have a good laugh you know suddenly you just start seeing your problems from a very different angle a very different perspective it can really shine a light on things and um you know like like you were talking about at the start you know if you're kind of really stressed out on a saturday about how the business is going and you can't stop thinking about it you know perhaps one of the best things you can do is actually just go and hang out with some friends that make you laugh you know because after doing that for a few hours you might come home and suddenly like if there's been a problem that you've been worrying about and you couldn't find the solution the solution might just appear when you're more relaxed yeah absolutely and i think what you say uh really hits home in the sense that you have to be able to laugh about yourself um in the biggest picture whatever we do in this life 
is ridicule anyway. Uh, it's not very significant and no matter how important and how ambitious we are, um, it really doesn't really matter. Um, you have I've been to a funeral of a very, very important businessman and there was hardly any people there. Uh, because, you know, in the end it makes you think he spent his whole life running these businesses and at his funeral very few people show up. And what do you have to show for it? You have a bunch of spoiled brats for kids that are get to keep your money or spend it. You're kind of alienated from them anyway. You don't really pass on any life wisdom or spiritual things that no take tone it down and realize that whatever happens to you it's actually quite funny and you should be the first one to crack a joke at how you fucked up <laughs> and uh, it will alleviate yourself as well not only will it uh, will it uh, help you against inflated self-worth or or delusional uh, self-images, but it will also keep your feet on the ground and keep you um, keep you critical without w without uh, creating too much self-doubt. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good advice. Definitely something that's that's worth doing. Um, and then uh, you you were mentioning think of waves. Now I take it by this you're not talking about surfing. <laughs> well, you could think of surfing, uh, but uh, you know when you're in a wave as you're surfing uh, you might get washed away by the wave and while you get washed away by the wave there's not much you can do about it you, you stay calm and you know you're going to come up at some point and then you can breathe again and you can go on to the next wave now I think this is possibly um, one of the most valuable pieces of advice I think I have found for myself uh, is that when whenever I'm feeling very anxious and I feel like I can't cope and I feel insecure and you get this imposter syndrome and it tends to happen uh, late at night and it tends to happen I know when I'm tired and I'm feeling it's usually not when I'm actively working uh, when I'm actively working I'm maybe on a tunnel vision and you know I'm re really doing stuff but when you're not doing stuff like in the weekend like at night, like when you're disconnected from things on holidays, uh, you start getting doubts and you start getting anxious about being uh, being an imposter, being a fuck up, having screwed up the company, being being a failure, uh, not being able to deal with all of this. And the clue there is, I think, uh, to let the to know that it's a wave. It's a wave that's gonna pass. You have certain neurochemicals in your in your head right now, cortisol or uh, adrenaline or whatever. You have stress hormones that are going ballistic. Uh, you cannot stop that. You cannot stop the the wave of stress hormones, but you can ride it out. All all waves will end. So you you understand that at that moment you cannot deal with this. You understand that you're gonna feel like shit for a while. Uh, probably like a day or a few hours it, it tends to get better I think once you start working um, but at that moment don't try to swim out of it if you try to swim out of it while you're in the middle of that you're just gonna Use drive whatever energy you do yeah. have left yeah and get more frustrated because you can swim out of it and you 
you're getting more worked up about it. So let it go. Under, uh, understand that some days are going to be bad days. And some days you're going to feel like you're the biggest loser in the world and you're a fuck up. And um, just write it out. Know that tomorrow's another day. And even though rationally you don't see any reasons why tomorrow you wouldn't be a fuck up, you will actually feel different tomorrow because the chemicals in your brain move around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's some really good advice there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I read this quote the other day and I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, um, you know, when I'm tired, problems that I'd conquered years ago uh, yeah. suddenly uh, suddenly reappear. Come back. Yeah. Yes, it's true. I read that somewhere too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's... Uh, there's every day is a battle and um, some battles you can try to win some battles uh, you just have to cut your losses and not fight as uh, Sun Tzu would have said when the enemy forces are too big you don't fight them you you evade them and you wait for another day to battle yeah yeah I like that if you uh, if you had kind of one piece of, of advice to give to people with anxiety who are struggling with entrepreneurial anxiety or anxiety in general you know like what what would it be dags dags top tip uh, <laughs> um, I think maybe I'm now thinking this because of the the waves topic we've just been through but I think one of the uh, most important things is to understand that it's okay to feel that way. That it's not, um, you are not a failure because you're thinking that way, because it becomes a self like self-enforcing snowball kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You feel bad, insecure, anxious, and therefore you can't cope with certain things. Maybe you're also like postponing, dealing with certain problems, engaging with certain people you, you have an issue with. Um, and then this becomes worse and then the fact that you haven't catched the bull by the horns because you're feeling too shitty about it makes you feel even more shitty about it so it's okay to feel bad about things and it's okay to feel like you failed like you're failing like you failed like um it's okay to have these moments it it's not it doesn't mean that um overall it's a problem and Maybe, maybe we just have to um, accept that no matter how successful or unsuccessful we are, we're always going to feel like that. We're always going to have good days and bad days. And I'd be very interested, I haven't read any specific research about that, but I'd be very interested to see um, whether the level of anxiety would actually decrease with, with being more successful. At, uh, as an entrepreneur because the the anxiety is generally related to entrepreneurial success or entrepreneurial failure um, yet more success would not necessarily lead to less anxi anxiety if I'm thinking about Las Empas um, that was a, a failure yet um, I, I did have a lot of good times during those years as well and um, it could very well be that a very successful business um, would create more anxiety because of more stress and 
also to come back to the support network and to be connected to the world around you because you you isolate yourself you you start uh, thinking of yourself as a big wonderful successful businessman that is uh, dominating the world and you're too good for you're too good for school and too good for your environment and you kind of alienate people you you lose touch with with your roots around you that make you alive and that make you able to cope with these kind of things mm-hmm. so um, yeah I think stay connected with with your feelings accept that you can feel bad and stay connected with people yeah there's a couple of things that I think uh, that you were kind of really touching on and one one is definitely coming back to the whole stoic approach you know it's kind of accepting that you are going to feel bad sometimes is really important you know it's it's everyone has to deal with that and when we can't accept that I mean that was the other word I was going to mention acceptance you know um, you, you briefly said it yourself like if you if you are not able to accept difficult inevitable difficult experiences that are going to come along with you know businesses um, entrepreneurial activities or any any avenue of life if you if you think that you're gonna go through those experiences without feeling bad or without having negative experiences you're gonna be very very upset when they inevitably come along mm-hmm. and so having that stoic kind of attitude of you know there's gonna be days that are gonna be hard but there's also gonna be amazing days mm-hmm. and even even if this project isn't as successful as I, I would like it to be you know potentially I could be having some amazing times so I know uh, when you were when you were in Las Empires, I mean, you were often saying to me like, you know, the business maybe not may not be going that well, but I'm having like the best time of my life right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, it were some of the best years of my life, uh, even though the business was struggling and it was creating a lot of anxiety and stress in certain moments. Yes, and then other moments were were a lot of fun and, um, yeah. The other thing which uh, on on paper the right advice to give people when they start their their business or when they start becoming entrepreneurs is to tell people that you have something like 90% chance of failing get used get used to it the problem is that people know this statistic people know that 90% of of new ventures fail yet nobody believes that they're the 90% everybody believes that they're the 10% like a funny statistic I saw while ago something like i remember the country it was somewhere in the north of europe but the the amount of marriages that lead to a divorce is around 60 to 70 percent in that specific country and then if you ask people at their wedding day how likely are you to be divorced percentages are like zero or <laughs> nothing you know like one percent which is wrong, your 70% chance to get divorced. Those are the statistics, right? If you ask everybody, the average should come down to 70%. Same happens with entrepreneurs. You ask entrepreneur at the beginning of, and I'm exactly like that, I think most entrepreneurs I know are exactly like that, is that at the beginning you tell them, you know, you have 90% chance of failing, right? They're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the 10%. I'm not that 90%, I'm the other guy. Um, which again, I guess, to come back to the Nassim Taleb quote in the beginning, is what entrepreneurs need to be entrepreneurs and what the world needs to to have innovation and creation because you need people somewhat delusional willing to take that risk. 
and this um, somewhat delusional is of course fertile ground for anxiety uh, afterwards because you you are hit by reality as you go along and you need to learn to cope with that yeah fantastic dag i think we're, we're just about done thank you so much for your time it's been uh, it's been good talking to you my pleasure and uh, enjoy 2021 and don't get too anxious about it <laughs> Just a quick reminder that on my website now, there is a free mini course for OCD and anxiety. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.